0: The New Testament reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. The boy Jesus at the temple. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, "'Son, why have you treated us like this?' Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men.
1: Good morning everyone. It's great to see you all here this morning. Um, uh, You'll find an outline that we have here that's going to be really helpful for you today. Uh, Like we have been doing throughout this series is going to be, uh, we're going to be looking at the movement uh, from Old Testament to New in thinking about the fifth commandment which is... Oh, excellent. That was actually more like you had greater confidence than 8 o'clock did when they kind of were mumbling what they thought the fifth one was. Well done. It's very good. Honour your father and mother. Well, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, help us as we consider what it is to honour our mothers and fathers. Uh, Give us wisdom from your word and help us to know you even more clearly through Christ. Amen. Well, honour your parents. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's a dynamic that we often don't speak about, particularly within our society. Uh, there's lots of advice that goes uh, towards the top half of that, that relationship, what it looks like to be a good parent. Uh, there are courses, there are support groups. If you're particularly lazy, you can scroll through thousands of memes on the internet, uh, all of them which are designed to kind of give you advice on what it is to be a good parent. But there's far less advice on how to be a good child. It's simply assumed that you should know what to do. Uh, Even though being a child in our modern world uh, can sometimes be a really complicated relationship. Uh, I struggled with this myself as a young adult. Uh, My family, uh, my uh, family is such that my father left my family and he went overseas when I was 17 years old. I had very intermittent communication with my dad. Uh, The occasional email, uh, phone call about three days after my 18th birthday, he visited once when I was 22, when we were to kind of pretend that nothing was unusual but no one really smiled. Uh, I was actually wrestling internally with what does it mean to deal with the fifth commandment here? What does it look like for me to honour my father in this circumstance? Now, there were plenty of advice that I had from different Christians at the time. Most of it to the effect of this. Uh, if your father has ceased to act as your father to you, then you don't need to treat him as your father. Think about that for a minute. How does that sit with you? It's not sitting great with me. It felt a bit shallow. It felt like it was actually failing to think about what it looks like to actually honour a parent when they're not such a great parent. Now in a group this size, I suspect that there are many people here who would be wrestling with similar things. Uh, Even for you here who have harmonious family relationships, there's still plenty to think about uh, as you examine what does it mean to honour your parents? So let's begin with the commandment itself. Uh, I'm going from the Deuteronomy passage, uh, mostly because I'm going to also go to Deuteronomy 6 and it's going to save some people flicking. Uh, But Deuteronomy 5, uh, verse 16, it starts like this, "'Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you.'" And I pause there. Uh, It leaves us the question, what does it mean to honour? What does it mean to honour your parents? Uh, Part of the answer we can get to um, as we see what the consequences of not honouring your parents are. Uh, Just quickly, in Deuteronomy 21.18, there are deadly consequences for a rebellious son who does not obey uh, the instructions of their parents, uh, but who spurns their repeated instruction. Uh, Leviticus 29, again, deadly consequences for a rebellious son who publicly curses their parents Uh, so in kind of seeing the consequences there are there are two things Uh, it looks like honoring your parents looks like obedience to your parents instructions and verbally respecting them as you engage with others in the community Uh, but we kind of need to sharpen a bit what it means to obey your parents or to be obedient to them because I'm, I'm certain that God's instruction here is, uh, is not so concerned with, the, say, the instruction of your parent of, hey, can you go get me a Diet Coke? It might be a good thing to go get your parent a Diet Coke from the fridge. Uh, but, uh, and, and, but God is primarily less concerned with that kind of instruction and, and more concerned with parents, uh, children, learning from their parents how to live a holy life as God's chosen people and that's the meaning of the second half of verse 16 uh, that this commandment has a promise uh, you see it there um, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you you see the instruction that parents are to give their children is about how they're to live as God's holy people. Uh, that's, that's kind of a promise and a refrain that goes throughout all of the law where it's talking about if you are if Israel, if you follow my law and you live my way, then it will go well for you in the land. And so, how this applies here is that it's the pattern that we see that parents are to instruct their children how to live holy lives and particularly children, are to listen to their parents and obey. And we see this in the very next chapter, in Deuteronomy 6, uh, looking from verse 1, where it says, These are the commands, decrees, and laws that the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land you are crossing over the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children, after them, may fear the Lord your God, as long as you live, by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy a long life. Skipping to verse 6. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. You see, how to follow God how to be one of his people within Israel was passed down from generation to generation, not through schools, but through family lines. Parents were to instruct their children to know and serve and follow the Lord. Children were to listen carefully to their parents and to obey them. So the role of the child was to listen and learn from your parents how to live as God's holy people. And these family relationships, well, they were set up to mirror the relationship that God had had with Israel. Namely, that God would treat Israel as a father treats a son. Uh, the first moment that we see of this is in Exodus 4, 22 and 23. It's on your sheet there where God says, and he's speaking to Pharaoh through Moses, then say to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son. And I told you, let my son go so that he may worship me. Uh, And you see this language littered right throughout the Old Testament. Uh, Israel as a nation was to respond to God like a son. The right response was to honour him uh, and to worship him like the fifth commandment. God was to treat Israel as a father does, instructing them, directing them, leading them in the right way. Uh, The fifth commandment was far more than instructional, uh, simply being instructional within the family unit. Uh, It was to reflect the way that God would relate with his people ongoingly as each generation would listen to the instructions of their parents and pass those instructions on to their children so that in each generation They might be listening and responding appropriately as God's holy people. But, friends, like we have seen for the previous four commandments, did Israel do it? No. Like the previous four commandments, Israel failed dismally in keeping this fifth one. Uh, Deuteronomy 32 5 and 6 describes Israel like this They are corrupt and not his children. To their shame, they are a warped and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father, your creator, who made you and formed you? Israel failed to respond and treat God as their father. And this pattern actually just flowed on from generation to generation. Some 700 years later, we get to the book of Malachi. Uh, We hear God speaking judgment against Israel to the priests who should have served him. Uh, Picking up in Malachi uh, chapter 1 verse 6, "'A son honours his father, a slave his master. "'If I am a father, where is the honour due me? "'If I am a master, where is the respect due me?' "'Says the Lord Almighty. "'It is you priests who show contempt for my name.'" see, right through the course of the history of Israel, from king to priest to the farmer in the field, Israel repeatedly failed this fifth commandment. Children did not honour their parents by learning the ways of the Lord from their parents. Though they even had festivals and traditional moments which persisted where they would say these words over and over again, what it is to listen and to obey the Lord they would not do it, from generation to generation. But the fulfilment of this commandment is not found in Israel, but it is found in Jesus. And it is no small thing, that it is God the Son, who comes down to earth to show us what it truly means to honour your parents. Uh, At the moment of Jesus' baptism in Matthew 3.17, God speaks saying, "'This is my son, with him I am well pleased.'" Uh, Jesus carries on being tempted in the the desert by the devil. Uh, He remains faithful to the word of his Father. At the moment of his transfiguration in Matthew 17.5, God again speaks saying, "'This is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased.'" Listen to him. and Just pause there. Because not only is God declaring Jesus to be the true, honourable son, uh, but he's giving instruction there to the next generation of followers of Jesus to listen to him. We're seeing the, the pattern of the fifth commandment playing out. Uh, Then, friends, we swoop forward to the Garden of the Gethsemane, uh, the final moment before Jesus would die on the cross to fulfill fulfill the, uh, the Father's great plans of saving people. And it's at that moment Jesus felt like he was at a crossroads because he knew full well what it would mean to die on the cross, that he would face full bore the wrath of God poured out to him, And he prays to God that God might take this away from him but he concludes in Matthew 27, 42, My Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. You see, Jesus truly was the only honourable Son. In Jesus is fulfilment of this fifth commandment Uh, but Jesus as he fulfills this commandment we also see great transformation in the communal dynamics that come about from this Uh, look with me at John 1 11 to 13 this is really key Uh, Jesus came to that which was his own he's talking about Israel here Uh, but his own did not receive him Yet to all who did receive him, those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. You see, Jesus transforms the old pattern of Israel. Israel, they were supposed to be God's children. But now, it is not Israel who are God's children, but in fact, it is those who are believing in Jesus that are given the right to be God's children. You see, the pattern is transformed in and through Christ. And this has large implications for the family unit. Firstly, it means that following Christ may put you on a different trajectory to your family and so we need to expect opposition because it's no longer about the old family lines and it's because people are called out and brought into god's kingdom uh, that we can expect that we're going to be heading in a different direction to those who do not trust christ Uh, Those who were at Growth Group this week would have looked at Matthew 10, 34 to 39, and Matthew 12, 46 to 50. And you have looked at that in quite a bit of detail. Uh, Jesus following God's plans actually put him at odds with his biological family. In following Jesus, our loves and our affections will be shifted as we seek to love and honour Christ above and beyond our own biological family. You see, in following Jesus, we are brought into a new spiritual family. We're brought into the very family of God. And it's to him that our allegiances primarily lie. But this is also balanced by the passage that we see in Matthew 15, 4-6. We're going to tune into this one a little bit. Uh, Jesus is in the middle of a disagreement with the religious leaders of the time. Uh, They had this funky new law that they'd they'd come up with called Korban. Basically, if you were supposed to give money to someone else, uh, you could declare that money a gift to God uh, and give it to the temple instead. Now, in the case of the priests... They were people who drew their money from the temple treasury. Uh, so in their case, it sort of functioned as a, as a double whammy where the money would have functionally just end up straight back in their pockets. Uh, but Jesus says of them, picking up from verse 3, Jesus replied, "'Why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honour your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death.' But you say, if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, then they are not to honour their father and mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You see, Jesus calls out the Pharisees here as taking things too far. Uh, Even without the dodgy double dip that they kind of are doing and getting the money back, uh, Jesus says that what what they are taking is money that should have been used to support their mother and father and giving it to God instead. He says that's not on. Because to listen to the word of God, to listen to the word of your father, is to see that you need to honour your father and mother to be a member of God's spiritual family is still to take responsibility to honour your biological parents. And it's holding this tension in place that actually helps us with one step of what it looks like to live as Christians now. Our primary allegiance is to our spiritual family, it's to our spiritual family in Christ and so, honour God the Father above all, and yet the command of God is still to persist in honouring your family here on earth. Where there is tension, honour God. What I'm not saying, though, is go, therefore, and intentionally disrespect your biological family. Far from it. If your biological family opposes Christ, pray for them constantly. And be someone who who points them to Jesus as you show them great honour. Work really hard at being an excellent son or daughter. But it's an honour that you show them that is secondary to that which you show God through Christ. But what about of Christian families? Well, for those within the Christian home, the pattern of the fifth commandment is actually renewed. Uh, Look with me at Ephesians 6 1 4, where it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. You see, within the Christian home, there is to be a, the pattern that we saw in Israel. Parents, and especially fathers here, are called to bring up their children in training and instruction in the Lord. And so, very quickly, a word to parents here. Take seriously your responsibility to raise your children to know the Lord. Uh, Let them see you reading your Bible. Talk with them about the decisions that you're making and how Jesus affects how you make decisions. Pray for them. Pray with them. Be quick in seeking forgiveness when you have done the wrong thing be very quick to offer forgiveness when they do the wrong to you. Dads, your time with kids is precious and, sometimes, and often it is more limited. Kicking a ball outside is fantastic. Even better, helping your kids know and follow the Lord. That is an even better task for you to be involved in. And while there's much to say to parents and... We always fall into the trap of wanting to talk to parents don't we um, our focus here needs to be on what does it mean to be a christian kid who honors their parents and so to the christian child obey your parents instructions in the lord there is a renewal here of the fifth commandment uh, which functions for the christian inside the christian home uh, if you are a christian and you are inside your parents' home and your parents trust the Lord, then obey your parents. Uh, not just in doing your chores, but more particularly, and most particularly, honour them by learning from them what it is to live as a Christian. Uh, make it your pattern to seek to learn from them about God first. First. Ask them questions about God and seek them as your sounding board as you continue to grow in your faith. Pray with them. Pray for them. Uh, Sometimes I think our Christian parents can think that you'll be too bored uh, or or that that they won't know enough and they can kind of let this discipling of you lag. If you're a Christian kid listening in, show them that you would love to be taught by them. About how to follow Christ and do life, listening to God. But the second thing is following the principle from the law: honouring your honouring your um, your Christian parents means don't badmouth them, don't engage in gossip, don't complain about them to your friends. Honour them with your lips. If you are genuinely seeking advice in relating well to your parents, do so discreetly. Meet with one or two other people that you trust and talk it through privately. This shouldn't be your Instagram tweet. This shouldn't be your complaint on Facebook. It shouldn't be your complaint in different circles. Honor your parents with your lips. And as you grow up and move out, things shift. And this means that you need to navigate this new relationship with parents, and in some cases, parents-in-law. And they still deserve honour, though what it looks like to honour them does change. Uh, And I'm going to say, I don't think that there's a one-size-fits-all approach here. You're going to need to exercise wisdom. Uh, And you're going to keep needing to exercise wisdom as things shift in life, as your own personal circumstances change, uh, but also especially as your parents' circumstances change. You see, honouring your parents will change if one of your parents passes away. You see, greater connection is essential for the one who remains. Honouring your parents changes as they age. And as more time is needed from you to love and care and support them. I'm going to say on the flip side of that as well. As you age, one of the ways that you can love your children is to let them support you. Uh, it, It requires time and it requires conversation and it requires engagement and love for us to get this right. For the Christian, and especially when you are raised by Christian parents, there is a great renewal of what the fifth commandment looks like for us. Honour your father and your mother. Uh, but there's one final twist here in this picture of the fifth commandment. You see, Christians are brought into the spiritual, uh, God's spiritual family. God is our Father and we are co-heirs with Christ. We remain in our physical families of origin and we're called to show honour to our parents in them. But we're also brought into churches, uh, which are mini embodiments of the spiritual family. Uh, look with me briefly at 1 Timothy 5. It says, do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he was your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Uh, friends, uh, as you belong to Christ, you are brought into a, a physical manifestation of God's spiritual family here at church. As 1 Timothy 5 continues, where to exercise family roles with one another. There are spiritual fathers and mothers in church who guide and who offer wisdom and direction. There are brothers and sisters who come alongside you to encourage you as you learn together. And this family is made made for each other and especially to uphold one another, and as you kind of look through the rest of 1 Timothy 5, I haven't printed it out there for you, it's particularly to uphold the vulnerable. Now, now there is so much more to say on this. We're only scratching the top of the surface here, uh, but we also need to have time where we address the elephant in the room. Uh, What does honour look like when our earthly parents fail dismally? And by that, I mean moments of abuse and neglect, or simply moments where a parent is absent. Firstly, I would want to mourn with you that this has been your experience of parents. As we've seen today, this is not God's model for families. I'm actually really sad for your experience of your parents' sin. Uh, Secondly, Uh, This is a huge thing. Uh, This is the kind of thing which can weigh really heavily on you for a long time. Uh, I speak from personal experience in saying that I have found speaking with a trained Christian counsellor to be an incredibly valuable thing in processing this and working through it. Thirdly, I would encourage all of you who trust in Jesus... That you belong to the most important family of all. That you have been adopted into the very family of God. Truly loved by God the Father. Welcomed as a member of his family. Belonging there for eternally with a father who will not disappoint. Fourthly. I would encourage you to lean on your church family here. They are no replacement. But here you will find the love of spiritual mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, all saved by Christ, all equal with you, but given to one another so that we can uphold each other. And especially in our moments of vulnerability. I couldn't say this word earlier either, when we're vulnerable. Um, And it is from this position, uh, it's from this position with those kind of blocks in place uh, that we can consider what it might look like to honour our parents in these really extreme cases where our parents have failed. And I think that honouring our parents looks like this. It looks like forgiveness. In these extreme cases where our parents have failed, honouring your parent looks like making a decision to forgive. This may not be a spoken thing, I would actually encourage you to maintain healthy boundaries where you are safe. The relationship may not ever be repaired uh, and it may never even move beyond where it is currently but if you forgive your parent for the wrong that they have done to you in your heart and in your mind you do them great honor Um, that would be my starting point as we were thinking about how you might honor failed earthly parents Friends, we've covered a lot of turf today. Uh, Honouring your mother and father isn't really straightforward. But thanks be to Christ who shows us what it is to truly honour our parents. So let me pray that we might follow his example. Our Lord and God, we are sorry for when we have failed to honour our parents or give uh, give you the honour which is due you. Thank you for Jesus, who brings us into your very family. Help us to live as Christians who will honour our parents and who will engage as family with one another. Help us, Lord, in the hard relationships to offer forgiveness. May we strive to bring you glory and honour, God our Father. Amen.